September 11th, 2021, episode 92. It's Coffee House, brought to us by fourculture.com. I am the artist D, and with me, as always, it's my partner in radio crimes, Anne Marie. Hello, D. Good morning. 92. Hello. That's a big deal. <laughs> yes. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. It's only taken us we years. We talk too much. God. <laughs> years. It's amazing how many, you know, if you just do weekly, I mean, there's only 52 weeks. So if you do them all, it takes a while to hit 100. We have to have a party. We do. We're going to have a party in, uh, what's that, seven weeks? Okay. Is there is there a Halloween around then? Halloween. Do we have to, have to plan this. <laughs> One, two, three. Like four, uh, like pretty November. good. It's Almost. Close. Okay, good. Halloween party. Halloween party for the 100th episode of Coffee House right here. Yay. Join us. I'm excited. I'm excited. Lots of milestones. People love milestones. They love anniversaries, no matter how horrible they are. Yeah, you always got to commemorate something. Like today's anniversary, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 20th. 20 years. That's pretty nuts. We've been alive for 20 years, at least, since the world shifted. The timeline altered. Yeah, that was a big shift. I remember where I was. Everyone knows where they were. Everybody knows. Are you tired of telling people where you were or answering the question of where you were? Well, no one's actually ever asked me. How about really? that? Really? Really? Like, where were you? No, I, you know, I'm here. Shall we ask you now? Where was I? Where were well, you? Where I can explain you what an idiot I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the first plane hit on TV and I'm like, oh, look at that. And then I watch the second one and I still go to work because I'm like, oh, it didn't click yeah. to me that yeah. this was something big. I just thought it was idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So there you go. I'm an idiot. No, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, that's, that's just. And then I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't be here. Shit. Probably shouldn't be there because <laughs> you're there. So do you work near there? I worked in the Bronx at the time. Okay. So I was far enough, far you know, enough, a, yeah. a few boroughs away. Yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah, you could see it. I was at the end of the number six subway line, which you wouldn't know, but it goes all the way through the city. And you could see the smoke from where I was. It was kind of freaky. Yeah. We... Not cool. Not cool. Not but cool. hey. No, we had uh, we all had that normal reaction. I mean, that's that's, that's what I did notice about this year's stories. Because <laughs> there's always like, oh. like, this year's share of stories. And and they were saying there was a report about how people have changed their stories. Like, you get hooked on your own narrative, as humans tend to do. Oh, well, got to make it more exciting. Yeah. I think it was more though the people that were you know really traumatized wherever they were being traumatized that they thought they were somewhere that they weren't, and that just continued because nobody Jesus. wants to even think about it. So yeah, but the rest of us out there in the world reacted quite normally i mean i was watching television and they interrupted the show and you have that same reaction of why are you interrupting my show it's like what the hell the hell what and then then it gets serious and goes from there but but i mean everybody does that anyway they meant you know you mentioned challenger the jfk thing people immediately want to tell you where they were if they were it's weird isn't it like what does that prove i was here okay there's some kind of firm belief that you've participated you've participated in history that's true that's true 
because as we're noticing, you know, people are alive today, functional, conscious human beings that were not alive on September 11, 2001. Yes. They could and be. They, they're, they're looking at this now like, well, what was this about? Yeah. Oh, my son, we talk about it. He's like, it's just, it's, it doesn't click for him. It's just something, yeah. another thing in the history books. Yeah, it's more history. Well, there's nothing changed. It was the world they grew up in. It's just like the world of the iPhone that they grew up in. It's all they know. We did the 9-11 museum and he was like, okay, all right, I get it. Well, that's good. But, you know, At least that's a hardcore museum. It. Yes. I really want to see. Really want to see. Have not seen. I'll take you, Dean. It, it, it's very hard. It's on our list. It's on our list. The, the many things that we're going to do when COVID stops fucking <laughs> up our plans. <laughs> It keeps coming back. <laughs> coming back and keeping me away from you. Oh, honey, we're, we're going we're gonna to figure it out. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yes. Just be thankful you're not going to gain any weight because when you come here, it's going to be at least a 10-pound gain. It's true. It's true. It's all right. It's what we do. Shit. <laughs> but there were why do we do that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's what we do. We don't know why we do it, but it is what we do. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, I'm glad at least, you know, the sun gets it. And that's that's good because I'm sure there's many out there who are just, you know, shrugging their shoulders. Children. Oh, yeah. We have the fun story in my family. My father was supposed to be in a meeting that day. Right. I think right. of the Rainbow Room restaurant and he forgot. Right. So we always ask him, hey, how was that meeting? You know, how, <laughs> how'd it go? And he's like, oh, shit. Poorly. It went poorly. <laughs> That's our claim to fame. Yes, absolutely. I, at least this year, there's more. I don't know. I don't know if, if we really could say there's more, but there's better documentaries of a more sobering, responsible, kind of broad brush look at things. I think we're more comfortable sharing it now. Yeah. Well, as even in those documentaries, they cover the the Congress people that were like slightly, ever so lightly pushing back on the laws that they were trying to enforce, saying, you know, they're going to get out of hand, giving the president that much power. Yeah. And how they were immediately like destroyed uh, in the media with their little bit of pushback of, you know, hey, guys, maybe we need to think about this before we just go crazy. And that you still get that reaction today. I mean, there was, and in, in what I watched, there's this amazing one on Netflix that several parts of the series, and it goes through. That's that's one for like education because it really goes through everything, at, at a boring pace. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's what happens. That's what you you know? Yeah. So just to see all the connections, that's the onion. It's all about the, the onion. onion. You know I love the onions of the world. So many of them. I'm trying to think what that was what George Bush had a had a special on him and his experiences. And I actually enjoyed it. Hmm. Where the hell did I see it? That's interesting. I have not I don't know. Like, you know, that. what he was because he was in a schoolroom when it would right. happen and he had he, he was explaining his reaction and right. how does he handle this with the children? It was very, I thought it was interesting. It's hmm. just an angle you haven't heard before. Hmm. Because we just mocked him immediately because it's like, yes. look, you're just sitting there. Do something. Yes. With his upside down book. Yes. And it basically he had shut off and it's <laughs> he had to just get through that time and <laughs> get out. Which is really amazing that they, they beat him up for that for so long 
when really like you know you think about it like well you were just told this news you're going to really read the fucking book no how could you focus on anything like what <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and his, his look was everything it was you know oh shit Yes, I'll never forget that look. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a very good documentary, the one that's the new one on Netflix, 9-11. Uh, I like that. I like all of these documentaries that connect the dots because there are so many dots that have not been connected. Well, so many and, conspiracy uh, theories, too. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Uh, the Spike Jones documentary on HBO was supposed to have a lot of scandalous takes on it because it's it was i guess it's a multi-part but they haven't put out any more parts for like weeks yeah i wonder why i know i'm (laughs) I'm thinking because of the the scandal that they were kicking up there but i was waiting it was it, it all also was linking things together and connecting more dots and things about new york in general and new yorkers loved part one of this it's pretty good, but I'm waiting for the conspiracy theory parts. I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm a little tired of conspiracy <laughs> theories at this point, so I'm kind of weary. I'm like, what is he going to say? Like, what's going to happen now? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I anticipate the usual. I can't imagine there's any new information. It's an inside job. The whole bit. All right. Okay. And like we talked about before, like by the time they come out with the actual truth, and that's why conspiracy theories are like so not shocking to me is because normally there is some other truth to the matter. And this Netflix documentary does, you know, contain certain things are like so many years down the road, seeing how we attacked Iraq and how that was not really there was not a connection. Oops. Yeah. Oops. And all these things that are now known, which at the time should have been like an explosive, oh, my God, moment. But no one really pays any attention to it. That's us. That's That's what we do. (laughs) Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. I mean, they can come out and say, and we're learning, you know, they can come out and say there's aliens. People would just be like, why "Eh, the hell not? Why not? Just be <laughs> aliens, but yeah. I think maybe the aliens would have helped us. I think the it's got to be a bigger tragedy, global scale, for the aliens to do anything. All right, I'll give you that. If, if they care, I don't think they care. I think <laughs> we're gonna one day we're gonna interview an alien yeah. on Coffee House. Yes. We're gonna get the truth. Yes. So I think they care much like ourselves. They care about themselves. So the only way that they would interfere is if we had come up with some horrible, horrible weapon that would affect the universe. Yeah. And then they'd be like, okay, hold up, assholes. <laughs> I'm sure that's in the works. <laughs> yes, <exactly>. Jesus. <laughs> well, that documentary I talked about last week, all about the documentaries, I know, but the other one on Netflix that is going through all the, the things I already knew, all the conspiracy theories and all the alien stuff, but in a new fancier, flashier way, uh, a lot of that is talking about, you know, the aliens inter- interrupting us during se- several administrations where, you know, we were toying with the nuclear stuff. 
Yes. And they came, Why not? They came in and had a, a meeting with Harry Truman, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Whisked him away in the spaceship, <laughs> talked it over, and uh, came to terms. <laughs> they made they made nice. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. So and I think and that's pretty much probably was the agreement. It's like you can blow yourselves up. We don't give a shit. But don't do nothing to put any ruffles out there in the in the cosmos. Ruffles, because ruffles have ridges. Oh, I, I could use a good chip right now. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite chip, Anne Marie? Oh. Well, Ruffles does hold a salsa very nicely. Mm-hmm. I do like a good salsa. But, you know, I, 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 but maybe a nice little regular potato chip, a nice Lay's potato chip. A regular <laughs> potato chip. Wow. That's something I don't give think me a, about a lot. Or give me, like, just the regular Dorito. Okay. All right. I'd pref- when I'm really crazy, yeah. salt and vinegar. Oh, that is crazy. Wild, in fact. Makes your brain hurt. I like the nice Good. crispy the kettle chips, you know. Oh, those like are a, thick. A lot of noise. I'm trying to think what the hell else. So don't get me started on chips. It's gonna be I'll waste up forty minutes of the show here. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> what Delicious are they talking about today? Coffee and chips. Mm. What else is there? And aliens. <laughs> and aliens. But my mind goes to food because I have a problem. <clears throat> That's all right. It's anyway. your defense mechanism. <laughs> yes. Aliens are landing. Let's go eat. Yes. Oh my God. I'm hungry. <laughs> but, and the last thing was about like the, the change of everything. I read a Washington Post article about how people who were like alive and functional during 9 11 felt like that was, that was their timeline shift. You know how 2009 was mine? And, and a lot of other people's. <laughs> but 2001, 9-11 was like the shift of technology, of traditions. Hmm, that's deep. Yeah, it was kind of like they, they were saying we were going from that, you know, big haired 80s, 90s, old school New York murder, she wrote episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This was our oh shit yes. moment. The, you know, the saying. moonlighting episode kind of thing. Yeah. And and we like oh, shifted God. immediately to something else. Which. Hey, I that's suppose. when Food Network began. Food Network. Food. <laughs> that's when Food Network began doing the little game shows and crap because that's what uh, Americans craved. See, they needed something to forget. So what did they turn to? Food. And, and, and they ruined my Food Network. So come on. Bastards be interesting to see uh, a, a report on networking television and what happened all all across how we, the, the how table. we shifted yeah how did we shift what shows did we no longer see they said something about it was survivor i think it was survivor or one of those top competitor shows had just started like that september oh wow Ninja something, I don't know. But you don't think about those. A good, it was a good article. No, you don't. It referenced several things that had just started, just ended. We were, it was um, Anne Heche. Was it Anne Heche that was speaking in tongues and going on talk shows that August? And then oh, everyone yeah. forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
<laughs> Your brain is fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> These are the things that we Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That was that was their, That's their that was their turn their turning point. But no, for me, the timeline will have always shifted in two thousand nine. It's all downhill from there. Tell the audience what happened in two thousand nine. It's hard to pinpoint, but I think it was the iPhone because the iPhone was like in 07. <laughs> and it caught on and changed our world. It took over the world. It took yeah. over the world, and that's when. <laughs> It enabled the normals. Was it the iPhone or the iPod? Oh. Now the iPod was like, that was, that was earlier. Linear. That was like, oh, one. That was the size of a deck of cards. My God. Yes. <laughs> I liked that one. October 2001. Wow. All right. So just after 9-11 came the iPod. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. I got married in October 2001. There you go. Wow. There wow. you go. Well, that's a that's a monumental footnote. Jesus. Huh. Yeah, I guess I'll celebrate that too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the iPhone came out in June 2007. I was right there and then It was 7, yeah, okay. Yeah, cuz then by so then it caught on. I mean, you, you had to all the pushback of all the the paper-loving corporate people loved all that paper that and and loved their their fax machines and their landline phones it just took a couple years and by 2009 it was integrating itself into the uh status quo one, yeah. one friggin device folks yeah. yes <laughs> and then it pushes further up facebook it pushes all the things start to meld together and uh, our world slowly falls to pieces. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> it's my new toy every it. year. I got to get an iPhone. Oh, my God. There's new Androids coming out in October. Well, oh. let me tell you, there's a new iPhone, a new operating system coming, and I'll be able to FaceTime you. Oh, this is exciting. So, that's exciting. I'm just going to harass exciting. you I'm good with time. that. I'm fine with that. Love your face showing up. Yeah, I have to make sure I look good. I, there's always a bad angle on FaceTime. I hate it. How many chins you got showing? I don't really, I don't do my, many FaceTimes because I gotta I gotta hold it and look good. I'm not a fan, but you always get that friend who just FaceTimes yes. you with an, that unsolicited call. Yes, it's and like, and they put you down on their desk, so you're looking up through their gigantic breasts and their double chins <laughs> and they're just happily tip typing away and you're just looking <laughs> over all of the, their mountainous why am i looking at you because <laughs> from that angle anybody's mountainous but you know it, it, i hate it <laughs> i hate it and i think zoom ruined it for me so fuck you zoom <laughs> that's true that's very true yeah it was all, all ruined. Imagine that. Imagine people, I don't know, to talk to a kid. I love talking to a kid because they're just, they don't know. They don't know fax machines. 
They don't know wired. No, they have they have no idea. <laughs> when we have all these phrases, like I tell my son, roll up the window. What do you <laughs> get the hell? Roll up the window. <laughs> Hang up the phone. Like, what does that all mean? I, I was somewhere the other night and somebody made a joke amongst a large group of people said, you know, that's why we had such good biceps. And, and back in the day, we were rolling up those windows. And like half the crowd was like, what? What are you talking about? Why are you rolling, why are you rolling up anything? they don't know they don't know no they don't know and i mean soon they'll be looking at these 9-11 photos with all the papers that speaks to me like all the papers that are yeah just blown out everywhere and they'll be like what is with all these papers why is there paper no but look at the fashion look at them it's it's all different stuff that you notice now like oh wow it's just we're in a different place all the things we thought were just fabulous throughout history, but like just take it from the seventies on. I mean, how many clothes have every has everyone gone through that they thought they were <laughs> going to be wearing forever? Oh yes, the shiny pantsuits oh, and, and and big hair. And you look at them, you're like, what's wrong with these people? That happened. We thought we were cool. We thought we looked good. <laughs> I just wonder what we'll think about now, like when, when, or if it's ever going to, I mean, how, how could it change? Which way do we go? I mean, we've done all that stuff. We're at, we're at like rock bottom now with, I mean, we are who we are. There's come hardly on, a, like a come style. On. COVID, I mean, COVID didn't help. Or no. When's the last, I mean, really, when you were home, did you put pants on? No. I mean, let's get real. No, who wants pants? <laughs> I'm like sweatpants all the way. That's all I lived in. To this day, I still go to see people and say, "I put pants on for you." <laughs> don't thank you so don't much. Fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to look at your pants and examine them. Like, mm-hmm. oh yes, look, look, you did. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, George Hahn has it right. The people are walking around in the adult version of baby clothes. Yeah. We've given up. I've given, given up. up personally. And, and I used to give a damn. And they need their their slurpy sucky bottle with the straw. Yeah. Everywhere I'm they there. go because they're going to dehydrate. I'm there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yes. how that I don't, I don't know like if it advances. It has to go back, doesn't it? Like we have to go well, if we go anywhere we can go gonna, anywhere. We can go anywhere now, yeah. But but it has to go to somewhere. I mean, we're not I don't know. We're not going to dress think, like aliens, well, unfortunately. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. COVID ruined that. But I think like right now, we're all still home. Mm. Everyone's working from home. There's no need to get really dressed up mm-hmm. to go to an office. But I think when those office doors open, it might be fashion time. And that's when we're going to see some scary things. Because <laughs> people will take out whatever is in that closet. Ah, yes. Because they can't afford to go get anything new. Hell yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I thought we were almost to the space age because a couple of those music shows and the, the award shows the last couple of years have all, you know, everybody looks like an alien in metallic something. They're trying hard. So I miss the I'm, MTV I'm awards. Usually that's a good indication of what a shit show the year is going to be. 
It's like, what are you wearing? I'm hopeful. I would love to be, I would love to have more shiny pants. They'll come back. They're coming. And they're going to be purple. Yeah. Nice mauve color. Yeah. (laughs) To go with our, with our teased 80s hair. And shoulder pads. The hell was wrong with us? So bizarre. Really? There's a history lesson in all of that somewhere to talk about the psychology of shoulder pads. Or are we just going to embrace our sweats and maybe dress up the sweats? We're probably you're probably not wrong. You're probably very close to something there. I mean, it might We're be doing yeah. drawstring pants because yeah. it's got to be comfortable. I don't think people can can go back to the uncomfortable fashions. I can't. I would like. You told to. me to put heels on. I can't. I no, can't do it. No, I would like to, but no, no. It's hard enough wearing pants, real pants. <laughs> With a belt? With a what belt. the hell is that about? <laughs> Jesus. It's just unfortunate that the fashion actually speaks to our uh, personality. Um. Our maturity, yeah. maturity, yeah. yeah. Like okay. when you put on a suit, you feel it. You feel more. You took adult. on that grown-up yeah. role. You, you're in control. You, you feel powerful. You feel more mature, and you're going to act a certain way. When it, you with the sweatpants, you feel <laughs> not like that, and then therefore you act like an asshole. Yes, <laughs> this is all true. <laughs> it's just too bad that we we have to lose our our whatever that is by just because of what we wear and how it makes us feel. Because I would love to be in sweatpants and act like a gentleman. This is deep. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> this is really friggin' deep. But you're right. I live in sweats these days. I mean, it's it's terrible, and I feel frumpy, and I'm just kind of embracing it. And I'm really not going out of my way to be that, mm. like, classy person I used to be. See, that's, classy. That's where I get in, in a bit of an argument with people that say that it's not, you know, it, it's it's a sloven, slobbery, slobby way to look. Because uh, on some people it is. Like, when you're just, when you have given up. <laughs> it just is. Hell yeah. yeah. But, like... Uh, the people that make fun of those that always look like they're going to the gym or to yoga class, that could be a good look and that can be sexy. It, but those people always look good in what they're wearing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they look good in it. You know, exactly. Like my, my fat yeah. ass and sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I have to come to terms mm-hmm. with the fact that I'm jiggling when I'm walking. Uh huh. Yeah. And as long as I ignore that, I'll be okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. There are diff- definitely different levels of this. <laughs> And I've embraced that. The dog has just brought me into this uh, the slobification term of my life. Well, he's forcing you to leave the house. So I'm in sweats constantly. I look like shit. I would never think to look where, you know, no mascara. Oh, my God. (laughs) And and I'm going out naked. (laughs) We're still waiting for the Instagram lives. Walking Toby. I know. Looking like that. No, you're not going to. I can't. You know what? Because I'm the one that people stop and go, "You okay? You look sick." Oh my god! Because I don't have my friggin' mascara on, or I didn't draw in the eyebrows today. You know, I'm like, (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) 
All right. Well, maybe social media will, will save you. You know, Toby, he brought up uh, just letting it all hang out. But if you go on social media, you'll know you'll have to put on the mascara. There's got to be a filter. So there you go. Yeah. You could do the drag queen filter walking down. Oh, good yeah. idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it would catch on. You'd be viral walking your dog with the drag queen filter on. God help me. <sighs> We're going to do this. We're going to a dog park tomorrow. Exciting. I'm excited. He gets to We're gonna play, have a play with date. others. Oh, the play date for the dogs. Because I, we live with dogs in our building here, but they're all old and they don't like him. <laughs> it made me feel bad. My, my poor baby wants to play mm. and they don't care. Well, I'm glad that Toby can find some new friends. Yay. Yay. Toby, who's now becoming more iconic on Instagram than any of us will ever be. 300 followers 300. today. In a month and a half, two months, whatever the hell it is. Incredible. It's weird. There's a whole corgi nation going on. <laughs> and it's really, it's weird. <laughs> it's those feet. It's the ass. It's the ass. <laughs> it's weird. Yes. A lot of family account, like all wholesome people. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, look at my balls. I mean, this is how we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're not wholesome like the other accounts. I appreciate that. I like that better than any of these wholesome dog accounts. <laughs> Toby's like, yep, ate a cicada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention, oh, yes, he ate dog shit yesterday, but that's okay. Oh, he's like divine. Oh, oh! You could have posted oh. that with a divine animated yes, gif. This, this was a fail. You missed an opportunity. I need to consult you before yes. we post. And hashtag the divine community, <laughs> of which would then have gone crazy over your dog eating dog shit, just like divine. Poor thing. Divine, that is. <laughs> Oh God! It's all right. There's a lot of Woo! a lot of tr- crazy, terrible things happening in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and eating dog shit doesn't seem so bad. No, not at all. No, especially for this Spanish bishop that you found who quit. He quit <laughs> over the love for an erotic writer. I love it. I love it. I love priests go wrong. I love priests it. go wrong. Priests go wrong again. Great, great show. Bishop Xavier Novell resigned last month. The uh, Roman Catholic Church cited personal reasons. However, they have found out that he fell in love with a woman who writes satanic tinged erotic fiction. That's beautiful. That is. Especially, That's beautiful. Especially That's this forty-one-year-old this, bishop. He has backed conversion therapy for gay people. He carries out exorcisms. But here he is with his satanic tinged erotic fiction writer. It's great. You sick bastard. It's great. May may it change his life and change his perception. My God. Like, how did he come across it? Like, what happened? I, I need to know everything. Priests have a lot of time on their hands. How did they meet? Mm, that's a better and question. It, you know, it had this. This a woman's like, oh, 
It is a woman, right? Yes, it is a woman. Okay, okay, that, just checking. That much, he, yeah. He didn't. He didn't go all the way against his conversion therapies. <laughs> That's Damn. what I was reading for. I was hoping, totally hoping, but no, that would have been better. Yeah, that would have been better. I don't. I, I just love when they go like this. Yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> it wasn't for you, honey. This whole thing wasn't for exactly. you. Exactly, and hopefully she'll teach him a few things, and. uh He'll be a changed man for the better. <laughs> but speak- what are you doing? I'm reading my satanic erotica. Leave me alone. Because <laughs> there's a lot of uh, not unchanged men, much like the uh, Capitol riot suspect who would like his GPS monitor removed as it keeps beeping <laughs> in front of clients. Apparently, there's another riot that's going to take place, oh. I think, on the 18th. Oh, isn't there always? And I, people are just speculating. He wants it off so he can do, go go do the oh, riot. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's like, dude, you, you got in trouble. Yes. They put this thing on you. Shut the hell up. Oh, it's beeping. You're, you're ashamed? <laughs> exactly. Now you're ashamed. Now you're ashamed. You should wear that beeper with pride if you're so into it. My God. Yep, he said it starts beeping loudly, unannounced at potential clients. <laughs> and then it's followed by embarrassing phone calls from pretrial services asking for his location. There you Tough go. Tough nuggies. Tough nuggies. I think that's great, too. Too great. You deserve it. Put the collar around his neck. <laughs> that would be better. That Come be on. Better. He also complains that when he's climbing ladders... That the GPS monitor gets stuck on the next ladder step. He he could have been killed. Well, the next time, don't invade the Capitol. You're not going to have this problem. It's true. This is what happens. You want to invade the Capitol? This is what happens when you invade the Capitol. Jackasses. (laughs) These these folks are not smart because they're just incriminating themselves and getting getting in trouble and there's always an idiot that comes out bitching and it's he's on the FBI wanted list and he's arrested. What are you doing? Always. Be smart. <laughs> the guys that complain to their, their new date, you know, they're out on a date. <laughs> well, the girl then, she reports him. That's happened a it's few happened times. a couple times. And people turned in family. Yeah. Well, I love it. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Bringing us to Texas. Yeehaw. Dallas, Texas. This week, some school teachers woke up to an email asking them to rat out any fellow employees for supposedly promoting so-called critical race theory and predator gender fluidity. Predatory predatory gender fluidity. Excuse me? Yeah. All that. Predatory. I can't, I can't, can we just say that the rest of the show? Predatory, <laughs> gender, fluidity. What is, what is so predatory about gender fluidity? I'm sure they'd tell us if we asked. But, you know, make sure you tell on everybody. Absolutely. The email warned that they need to look out for radical politics and weird theories. Weird theories. Define radical politics. Mm-hmm. And especially weird theories. <laughs> 
painting an apocalyptic picture of current classrooms, invited recipients to be heroes in this distorted reality. Quote, the game is rigged against kids, parents, and teachers who want to do the right thing. But with your help, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's really a mess over there. The right thing. The right, the right thing. thing. Here, go read your satanic erotica and shut yes. the hell up. Yes, here's some satanic erotic literature. Please go away. Go away. Just go away. We know you want it. And stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, all over Texas. Call up on your friends. That's the theme mm. this month. Yes. Get, get your friends in trouble. Yep. Report them for being weird and having abortions. All the things. <laughs> all the things that make these people feel. Feel. I could just say that. Period. That's it. End just of story. Feel. They yes. just feel. That's all they, this is. Is they're like, oh, gender fluidity. That makes me feel. You got to stop it. <laughs> abortions it ca- it's causing feelings i oh no get rid of it <laughs> it's like this is our world man this ain't right this should be on netflix it should be it will be i'm sure it will be they got to put Damn something it. on there they have got to make some new content oh my god HBO, Netflix, please give me more content. Oh, it's got to be coming out soon. Oh, right? Studios had, have been open now. Yeah, Let's go. We have had oh, a drought. On Netflix, you got to watch a show called Clickbait. It's a little limited series. I keep seeing it. I, it would end up being good. Mm. I, I kept seeing it too, and mm. I'm like, do I want to get involved? Is it scary? I recommend it. No, I didn't, that wasn't scary, but it was like, oh. And then at each episode, you're like, oh, mm. oh. Is it like a story or a documentary? It, it, it's a story. Okay. All right. A woman's husband is kidnapped, and I can't really say a lot, but oh, like okay. he, he is uh, <laughs> beaten and kidnapped, and his uh, captor has him hold a sign, I abused women. Oh. Um, at 5,000, 5 million likes, I'm going to be killed. Oh. And it, it starts with that. Lovely. I was confused because a friend of mine, Jeremy Long, a comedian out in L.A., had produced or directed or something a uh, film a couple years ago called Click- Clickbait. Yeah. And everybody oh, thought that thought, this was it. Like, oh, maybe it is. Read the credits. I don't know. It isn't. He, he posted, of you know, thanks for the hundreds of texts and, and congratulations. But no, that's not mine. Man. <laughs> And and he's hoping his lawsuit goes through. Jesus. <laughs> well, clickbait's just it's a, it's a yeah. term that just yeah. became yeah. Oh, yeah. part of our life, you know. Yeah. Well, oh, but speaking of, I did watch Malignant last night on HBO. You did they did? I did not see you this. Have and to, you have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's laughing. What's going on? If you're not <laughs> if you are not laughing hysterically by the big reveal. At the end of this movie, near the end of this movie, I I want to know. I just want to know. It's hilarious. Like they said, this was like you know a new scare. This is a new scary horror movie, and they they build it as like <laughs> such a a serious thing. And like the first, the beginning and end. First of all, like the actors are acting, which is bothersome. 
They're just acting like actors, pretending to be doctors and nurses and police people. And it was just corny. And and I was so sad because like the, the shooting of it was kind of artsy and, and almost stunning, visually stunning in, in many different ways. Uh, but the story was just, it, it had me laughing from the beginning. The middle was like amazing. Like what a great concept. This is a great scary story, but they just executed it all wrong. Of course. But when you find out what is actually going on, because um, of course there's no character development whatsoever. So you have no idea what's happening until you do. <laughs> and and then, and the girl turns around and you're like, Ah, yeah. Ah, ah. Oh my God. But that's all I'm going to say because it, it really is one of those that you don't want to ruin it because it's really the only good thing about it is the surprise of what's going on. You're going to make me invest some time now. <laughs> You've got to invest this. some time. Watch this. It's on HBO until like the middle of October. So check it out. All right, damn it. Check it out. <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy, or or not, but you'll thank me either way. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it. Yes, I'm scared, but okay. Uh, but it's time for the new segment. Oh, our new recurring segment: the incredibly deep philosophical question of the week. I'm ready, ladies and gentlemen. And everything in between. So today's question, based on kind of what we were talking about, what will be obsolete in 10 to 15 years? Oh, Jesus. I know. Oh, wow. We're we're supposed to get these beforehand, but we were in such a hurry (laughs) that nobody had any time to think about this beforehand. I I, I don't know. Oh, my God. Mm. What will be obsolete? Okay. All right. Um, doctor's offices. Hmm. That's optimistic. I like it. You're going to have to do everything electronically or communicate okay. with your doctor electronically exclusively. I bet I could go with that. At least mostly if, if not for, for anything, what else? Yeah, um, I'd like to say fax machines. Yeah. They should be gone right now. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Or how about better yet? The new age version of this is, electronic fax machines where people fax to a number and it comes to your email um that's called scanning people so <laughs> figure that out yeah yeah but you got to keep the word fax in there because the old people get scared <laughs> cable television ah, that's gonna yes. be gone there we go i believe that yeah what they else? will definitely oh even because the cable internet services will migrate something into their packages that is no longer actual cable television. So they'll just take it over. And we can go on forever with this if we get our brains going here. Oh, my we gosh. Could. We could. I wonder what the cell phone will look like in 10 to 15 years. I'm looking at mine right now. All right. Um, it's going to be paper thin. Or maybe we'll go back to the deck of cards. Could be. Because, you know, we've got the flip phone that's back that folds out to be a full I don't screen. know how I feel about that. I yeah. really, really want I want. And there's no crease, right? Or is no, there a yeah, crease? No, no crease. It's completely flat. You flip it open and it's like a full panel of your screen. But you can I don't know, but up. then watch TV, man. 
I don't know. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> I just I like I like that you can fold it and it's smaller because I I like tight pants. You may not, <laughs> you might not understand this. So putting the brick in your tight pants. Is, tight shiny pants. Yeah, yes. yes, tight shiny pants. So putting that your brick phone in there right now, and hilarious that we're calling this now a brick phone when we know what a brick phone was in two thousand one. Yes, <laughs> in the shoebox, literal brick. But but yeah, these these now that are just the large rectangular screens in tight shiny pants, it just doesn't work. Oh, but then people can't comment on your package. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Is that a I mean, cell phone on. in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, it is. It's actually, it is. Yes. <laughs> no, it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see what the, what the hell it's going to be like. I'm I'm with you on the on the paper thin <laughs> and and maybe we'll phase out. That could be something that we're just not seeing. Is that the cell phone itself might be not completely but generally phased out and replaced more so with like just a tablet because people will stop calling each other. God, I hope people stop calling each other. That's or what is I, the watch going to take over? That's what we want to happen in 10 to 15 mm. years. People stop calling each other, but the watch could nobody take should over, call me you know. as it is. Mm-hmm. Don't call me. Well, if they can even texting yeah. is annoying now. Yes, absolutely. I think I just hate people. I got to just hide. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the point is because there's nothing there's no hiding option anymore. Like texting used to be something you could hide for a little while. But (laughs) but now it's just like calling. They call you and they expect that you're there. They text you. They also expect that you're there. You're accessible. You're always accessible. So until there's an actual thing that we can hide with again. Disappear. But yeah, I would say that most people, especially the Gen Zs and, and millennials, hopefully will help to phase out the phone call completely. So then then they'll be like, well, why do I have a phone when I could just have a smaller tablet that does all the things? And that, that of course, can hmm. call. You, know, you can call through that if you but want. What's the difference between a phone and a tablet at this point? Not much, but I, I think that that's, that's the thing is that we'd rather probably have a tablet than a phone. Size, the size version of these things. I want to be able to hold out my hand and a screen appears. Yes. Yeah. From my flesh. Yes. Come on. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. <laughs> or it's projected out of the eye. Yes. Well, didn't they do that? Somewhere. Something. Like Google that. Glasses yeah. had yeah, that, right? Yeah, something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Which they are now, I mean, they replaced those. They've replaced other ones. They're now coming out with Facebook glasses. Yeah, what's up with that? And I love, what is I that? loved it. I loved it. So horrible. Horrible article that ended with, you can then broadcast, because you can use your Facebook glasses to record stories that you post. But okay. It, but it ended with, and then you can post them to your favorite, so, favorite Facebook social media platform. So not just any platform, <laughs> but any of the, the numerous things that Facebook has bought up and will probably continue to buy up, those platforms. They're going to buy every goddamn it's, thing. It's so Terminator. Like, this is the, it's the Facebook internet. Are you on the Facebook internet or on the other internet? We all are. Yeah. They, they own half of the things that are out there now. Jesus Christ. I do. Stop that. 
Knock it off. Cut it out. All right. So there we have it. That's what we think is going to happen in 10 to 15 years. Add office jobs to that. I think we're going to have to go to the office anymore. I I think we're free. I don't think we're free. I think some people are free. But I think the the corporations, until until COVID really kicks their ass, because they just keep pushing to come back. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Hmm. We have to watch. We have to observe. See what happens. Just read any of those articles about the uh, the bankers, the young bankers who are now getting jobs and are being pushed to go back into the office and the bonuses that they're being given to uh, go fly all over the country and you know get in front of oh. clients and network in front of clients and that that's like you know they they of course have a higher success rate than those who call via Zoom and get in front of a client. But like and, these uh, people know how to stand in front of clients. Like, what's that about? Where'd they get those people's I'm, skills? I'm not sure where they obtained <laughs> those skills. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But those those corporate assholes, they will be very much pushing people back in as much as they can. But most of us, some of us, we're safe. Safe for now. For now. Until the next thing. Because that would be the other question, the opposite of what will be obsolete. You know, what will be the trend? What will we be doing that we don't want to be doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Can't that's imagine. a topic and a half. Can't imagine. Yes, that's a whole other show for a whole other time. So we need to go get refills and continue on with our day. This is Coffee okay. House. This has been. Are we Coffee ready? House. We're, We're ready. ready. We're ready. Get that. Get the bill. Check, please. Good luck. Until next time. (laughs) You've been listening to Coffee House. For more, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Coffee House is brought to us by fourculture.com. Hashtag art is important.